Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROHworld.com. 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 At ROHworld.com. Let's get it, baby. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 36 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. Podcast's worst nightmare, John is here. How's it going? And we're also joined by uh, one of our new writers, Des. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this week, we've got a special Road Rage edition of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basically, there was no new episode of Ring of Honor TV this week. They um, What they aired instead was they showed some recap of the matches at Border Wars, and then they showed the entire um, David Richards, Kevin Steen main event. And they also added in some promos that were quite good, actually, but uh, those weren't shown at Border Wars. So there was some new footage, but most of it was just, you know, stuff we've already seen at Border Wars. And... Um, because we've already, you know, gone through that show in depth, we're not going to, you know, talk about this week's TV show that much. But, uh, you know, I think it was a. Obviously, the match is great. So if you haven't seen it, it's a great opportunity to see the match for free. We've already talked about how we're not big fans of them giving the main event, you know, away for free two weeks later. But I suppose it technically this could be the best ROH TV show they've done so far in a way. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, John, you did the report. I know you actually, I, I didn't actually watch it. I skipped through it, but I believe you watched it in full. Have you got anything to sort of add to that? Yeah, the uh, interviews before the match, I thought did a great job of building it up for somebody who didn't order Border Wars. And it kind of made me more excited for the match because, you know, I just saw the match two weeks ago. It was not like I, it was a great match, but it's not like I was really dying to see it again at this point. Mm. And the way they built it up, I was like, man, I, I want to see how see this match again because they had interviews with Eddie Edwards, they had interviews with uh, with both uh, Kevin Steen and Davy Richards, mm. and it and they did a good job of, uh, I guess, explaining what was going on between the two, and uh, the reasons why Kyle O'Reilly and Jim Cornette weren't there. Yeah, and I just thought they did a good job of building up the main event in the first half, and then of course the match itself was was a great match, so it was a you know. Very, very good episode. I really liked it, even though I'm kind of mad they gave away the main. They pretty much gave away the whole show because the show pretty much the ending of every single match, <laughs> like in a, in a highlight package. So it kind of yeah. got to, you got to see Border Wars in like half or a third of the time, mm. what it actually took in for free. So, so yeah, I mean, of, for those who didn't order Border Wars, this is you know definitely watch this. There's no reason not to. It's a it's a fantastic match and uh, you know great way to see the pay for you if you know you couldn't afford it or weren't able to see it. But uh, for those who did pay for it, a little bit disappointed. And I suppose there's nothing really new to see here. So those who have seen it can you know unless they really want to watch it again. But to be honest, they already could do that because it's you know still on your account on rhwrestling.com. So uh, yeah, um, I think that wraps up the TV show. So um, next week they're starting the new tape or new tapings from the latest set of them at Baltimore so we'll talk about the TV show in depth next week but uh, I believe that music goes straight into the news is that right I believe so yeah yeah okay uh, so you can always find the news during the week at rhworld.com there's not much this week but uh, we should have to go through what has been announced and uh, 
Yeah, so here's the news. I'm just trying to find his music. Here we go. Yes, there's not much news this week, but yeah, there's a, a little bit. And the uh, biggest thing is there's a uh, Fatal 4-Way, or a uh, 4 Corner Survival, as Ring of Honor calls it, uh, for a title shot is now online. It was all posted uh, Monday night, and it features uh, and it features Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, Mike Bennett, and Roderick Strong competing for the uh, title shot going into the uh, June 30th show in Pittsburgh. And it was a very short match. It was fun for what it was, but it was about five minutes because I think the video itself is ten minutes long, but the match itself doesn't actually start to about the five minute mark. So yeah, really short. But in that five minutes, they packed in a lot of action. So if mm. you don't have, you know, if if you have some free time, go and check it out. It was a really good match. There's not a really good match, but it was a fun little match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's definitely a good way just to, you know, pass five minutes or so. But uh, there's a good angle of Maria during the entrances, so you might want to watch the entrances of Bennett and then skip to the uh, five minute mark. But yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed it, and that finish was insane. For those that did, was insane. He did. He did. Um, I don't know, I even know how to call it. He threw. He did like the suplex backbreaker thing he does, but instead of the backbreaker, he flipped him all the way over and it was like a gut buster on Cole. Yeah, by, uh, it was Roderick like a Strong. 450. It was, it was crazy. And for those who didn't see it, yeah, Roderick Strong won. We probably should have said that before. Just yeah, saying. he won the hurt. backbreaker. <laughs> but yeah, so Roderick Strong is now getting a, a title shot in Pittsburgh on June 30th. So um, yeah, it was a fun little match. But Stephen, we were saying before the show that. You know, there is four of them. They could have at least given it ten minutes, surely. Yeah, especially because there was a few articles on the website saying that three articles sort of, about this. Yeah, hyping it up and like they were making it out to be a big deal. And obviously, it's a number one contendership match, so it's quite an important match. So I think they could have at least made it, as you say, about about ten minutes long. And with it obviously uh, being on YouTube, it could have been used to sort of try and get you know new people into Ring of Honor. It could have been you know a really good showcase of four mm. of the uh, sort of better better guys in Ring of Honor, but. I think making it five minutes was a bit a bit strange. As you said, with it being a four-corner survival, I don't think any of the guys would have been you know, too first about going 10, 15 minutes because you're not, you're not in the, the ring for the whole amount of time. So, mm. I mean, yeah, it was good for what it was. It was you know, a fun little match. And as you say, the ending was kind of crazy. But I think they could have just used... You know, I think they missed out on the opportunity to really sort of showcase... Uh, you know, for the better guys in the company, really. Yeah, to possible new fans. Because, you know, as, as you said, it was on YouTube, so you didn't have to you know, be a member of the Ring of Honor website to see it like you did the TV show. So, um, but this is um, just a test of, of this is just a test to see how Ring of Honor does with streaming now, right? Because they stream this <laughs> on the website. They did they stream this? I thought it was just uploaded to YouTube. I don't think yeah, they streamed it, was, it live, but I think they uh they put it up on the Ring of Honor website. Yeah, it was on the Ring of Honor website, but they just uploaded like, the YouTube stream of it onto the website. Oh, I see. I, I was wondering if they were doing it specifically to test the uh internet pay-per-view um for their capabilities for next month because you know that would have been smart but they, 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 <laughs> tested, they tested it before border wars they tested it with uh punk against uh danielson like, yes like, but that was a before. failure so it was border wars but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh, well. but um you know what do you guys think about roderick strong getting the win here um you know he is the tv champion but now he's got this um world title shot heading into pittsburgh but uh, you know, Stephen, what do you think about Roddy getting the win? 
I was a bit. It was a bit of a surprise for me. I think I don't think Strong sort of needs a title shot at this stage. I think they could have easily given it to to Adam Cole or even you know G, even Jay Lethal. I think, Lethal or even a... even Bennett in a way because the yeah, the that he was yeah. the only person this match to never challenged for the title before. Yeah, and he's had a couple of good matches with Lance Storm. I think he's really gone up in you know fans' estimation, especially fans who you know criticised him before starting to warm to him. So I think. You know, giving him a really, you know, a match against Sting, I think that would have been a really, really interesting match because, you know, they're so different, both guys. So that that would have been really interesting to see. But mm. I, th- I think they've they've gone for the safe option with with Strong. Then they, they know what they're going to get from you know Strong, a decent, decent main event match. But I think they could have used it to give, you know, Cole another ta- you know, um, another title opportunity or yeah, get some of that um, momentum back they had back in March that he's lost. Yeah, and I think you know, I think we're all sort of a tiny bit sick of seeing Roderick Strong in main events because you know he's he sort of dominated the main event scene for quite a while now. So I think mm. that they could have used it to just give a you know a fresh sort of match up, but uh, you know they've gone with Strong, and I'm sure we'll get a good match out of it anyway. So mm. anyone else got any thoughts on that? Oh, uh, yeah. what he said. Yeah, what he said should be a fun <laughs> match. Well, my favorite part of the uh, of the whole uh road rage might have been when they showed that the in-depth recap of the wrestling show's tag team briscoes and just I hearing the wrestling show's tag team after the match what I was know that sorry really late but did, you, did y'all not see that part what did you say sorry <laughs> i know this is you we've, we've gone back in topics here but go on the uh, wrestling show's tag team and uh and the briscoes and they show that the really in-depth recap of their match because the first like the undercard matches they just kind of showed the ending but for the, uh, but for like the tag tag title match, it kind of showed like you know how they do like the uh, beginning of the episode, they kind of go in depth with like the last week's main event. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of did the same thing for uh, the uh, tag title match of Border Wars, and they had like I, I don't remember this on the pay per view because I remember because all I remember was uh, Kevin Kelly freaking out about the ether. Yeah, but, think, oh, the smell, oh my god! But uh, they had like, Charlie Haas and like Shelton Benjamin just getting in front of getting in front of the camera, just yelling like the most absurd things, like trying to like talk trash, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I might have to go back so to that right there is worth watching the show alone for. And maybe no, I'm not watching it alone by yourself. That's the reason for watching. Maybe no, you watch it with other people. <laughs> Maybe as a treat for the very few listeners, I'll put that, that audio of his trash talk at the end of the show. Maybe, oh. maybe I'll remember, maybe I won't. Tune in. Stay to tuned, play. yeah. yeah Ooh, to stay out. tuned. You're hooked. <laughs> maybe he'll swerve you and only play it. half of it. <laughs> it only works for certain people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. If you remember to log in. Yes, you've got to log into to RHCast. We have to... <laughs> Moving on well, with the, the news then, Joe. Yeah, yeah. the next bit of news is there's an article this week on rhworld.com uh, looking at Alex Shelley's by our new writer, Dave. It's a really good read. And, uh, yeah, it, it kind of chronicles like what Alex Shelley's options are like going forward, what he could do in Ring of Honor. And uh, just this is a really good read, so go check it out. And there's also a uh, new Ring of Honor card game uh, I'm excited any, for this. Anybody have any <laughs> details for this? Uh, I hope it's like I don't know anything about it, but I hope it's like Yu-Gi-Oh meets Ring of Honor. Just it'd be a <laughs> that that would be so fun, guys. Come on. I put down a David Richards card. Kick like, to the crazy. head. Kick <laughs> to the head. 
Oh, look, it's a Kevin Steen magic card. (laughs) Does anyone have more concrete details on this card game before we start spreading rumors about what it actually is? (laughs) Okay, I'm on the article now. I think Uh, it's going to be a kind of cartoony one, because I know Shikara had did a card game with exactly the same company. So yeah. And the picture kind of looks kind of cartoony. Yeah, they've got like stylized uh, drawings of the Briscoes. And uh, apparently there's going to be 24 card introductory box set due out in November. So just in time for Christmas, it says. And uh, I hope Brutal all, Bob's included in that. That's all we know. So yeah, it'll be the top 24 guys. And uh, yeah, maybe Brutal Bob. Who knows? You have the, uh, the Kevin Steen interference card. And the, the <laughs> Ke- Pop- Papa Briscoe is like a, an extra card. <laughs> I hope we get an ether card that like sort of instantly, <laughs> instantly ends the match. Oh dear! And you have a five-star like... match card. <laughs> John, and, uh, the uh, Online Express have received new nicknames this week. Uh-oh. Uh oh! It is Ruthless Rhett Titus and Killer Kenny King. <laughs> which when you initials. Think about Kenny King's nickname? That's not. That's not appropriate. Not, yeah. Yeah, it's not the best initials to have. Yeah. Huh. It, it it reminds me of the Dave Chappelle skit where <laughs> he was the blind white supremacist. I remember that. That's what this reminds me of. And I had to watch the, that skit just in tribute so, to this. So I'm like that. <laughs> Someone made a funny point on the forum that he has those new initials and they come out wearing white hoodies. Now, <laughs> this has got to be the dodgiest thing I've ever seen. So, <laughs> This will not last. No, I mean, this is silly. They don't need to be called Killer Kenny King and Ruthless Rhett. I mean, it, it's just why do they keep A, why do they keep giving them stupid nicknames? And B, why do they keep making them like, either rhyme or start with the same letter? We've got it's the, so we've goofy. Got, yeah, Outlaw Charlie Huss. No Fear <laughs> Mondo. Uh, no fear, Mondo kind of works as it goes te- with his gimmick. Technical- but Killer Kenny King doesn't go with his gimmick at all. Since when was Kenny King like a ruthless kind of, yeah, you know, ruthless kind of guy? He's never been that kind of yeah. wrestler. Technical Lightning and uh, yeah, there's quite a few strange nicknames. Yeah, it's uh, come on. Zombie Sh- Shelton Benjamin. Oh yeah, I bet that was what Jacob's come up with though. To be honest, yeah, he's probably I like so that proud one. of that. Yeah, that's quite, that's kind of funny, and because mm. you say at least it sort of fits in with his gimmick. Whereas a lot of the ones I've coming up with now are just random nicknames for the sake of having a nickname. Adam really Pop's not think... got one yet, has he? What's he going to be? Oh, I don't know. Ooh, have to have to brainstorm, come up with some athletic, some athletic Adam Cole. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> fits in with the... Well, he is athletic, and uh, he's Adam Cole, so I think it fits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, what he said, Shelton Benjamin. Stephen, come up with that before. Yeah, what he said, Shelton. Yeah, so uh, hopefully there won't be any new nicknames, and hopefully they'll drop that soon. Yes, they no, they should unveil uh, two new nicknames every week to attract to <laughs> traffic to the website. Part of the Tuesday rollout thing. Yes, they roll out <laughs> nicknames. It could be Thursday nickname, and then every Thursday they release a new nickname for every guy on the roster. Kick you in the head, Davy Richards. Wait, can <laughs> Kevin Kelly be Killer Kevin Kelly as well? <laughs> no, he just hates uh, Mike Bennett. That's all. Uh, John. And uh, well, speaking of outlaw Charlie Haas and what he said, Shelton Benjamin, there are new sanctions against the tag team champions going forward for the remainder of their title reign. And that is, if they get disqualified during a title match, they lose the belts. Oh, no. 
Oh, what a what a shame that would be. I Please really can someone just run in and attack their opponent? This, I don't care who exactly. it is, just someone do it. I was I'll do it. The belt, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd tell one of my friends backstage, hey man, come down here and slap me during the match. Like right when I get started, we'll be the new champions. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you right? could so do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. It'd be the easiest, easiest title win ever. I think that'll easy, happen. More easier than using Ether to win them, aren't it? <laughs> yeah. But just pay a fan before the match. I suppose. Yeah, I hope the bravados do that. The, the, <laughs> the only good thing about this is that it it will hopefully stop well it will stop the DQ finishes that wrestling's greatest tag team are continually having and hopefully it will just speed up them losing the belts to who's Harry. their first title defense when they've already had one haven't they against the Ornot Express oh well since yeah, the yeah. stipulation who is it against um, next? Ornot Express I think again at best in the world oh well, yeah. well, I guess we, we, we just new champions we just yeah, I think that I think that was on the TV show. Yeah, on the TV. Yeah. We, we do apologise for spoiling that announcement two weeks in a row now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep mentioning it every week just in case you haven't been spoiled before. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't spoil anything else. But um, yeah, so hopefully the Unite Express will just uh, get someone out to come and like slap them during the match and we'll have new champs. I would not complain at all. <laughs> Ring of Honor's <laughs> never been one to, to forgo logic, so I, I can't they they should do that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Is that be they... so ruthless of Rhett Titus to do? Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? There, there we go. It's quite killer-esque of Kenny King. <laughs> is that the uh, last bit of news? That is the last bit of news. Wow, Guys, we need to get together and play our uh, Ring of Honor Dungeons & Dragons game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can be a special edition of the podcast. Oh, when we oh when we all get the card game, then we'll. we'll oh do a yes, card we have to definitely play this card game on the, <laughs> when it comes out. Somehow. I'll drink Mountain Dew, bump Led Zeppelin, and play <laughs> Ring of Honor D and D over over <laughs> Skype. Somehow we will play this card game and uh, yes. record it. That that'll be a good podcast. Look forward to that in November. Pre-order now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> but is that the is that all the uh, news, John? That is all the news. Okay, so we'll move on to the uh, listener topics and questions which you've sent in. There's a number of ways you can do this. I'll uh, say the usual stuff I always say. You can tweet it at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash ROH world. Uh, you can send us an email, contact at ROH And finally, you can go on our forum, ROH slash forum. And uh, as usual, Stephen has all of the questions that you sent in. Thank you. That was brilliant. Um, the first that one was crunchy. We... Sorry. I know. I might request that every week. <laughs> uh, the first one we have got on Twitter um, is from Macklin uh, at Curbside Hero. He says, um, it might be too soon to talk about this, but who takes the title from Steen? Uh, I said generic. It's been too soon, but... isn't it? It's been two weeks. Yeah, but he's not <laughs> under contract. You've already um... turned on him? <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. He's... <laughs> he, um, but he, he said Generica in the past, but he's not under contract. So I mean, yeah, Generica would be a good one, but as he said, you know, he's not under contract, so they're not going to give him the world title. So um... actually, we received another question, kind of similar to this, on the forum from one eight seven Joeism, who said, "With Davy Edwards and Strong having shots against Dean next month, who do you think will challenge Dean after that?" Oh, so challenge, and who do you think will win it? Okay, well, challenges. I mean, hopefully. Anybody, really. Yeah, we don't see Davey, Eddie, and Roddy just get all the title shots. I mean, 
they've had enough title shots and stuff last yeah, year. Yeah, so. I think they just need to throw some Adam new Cole, guys. Michael. They, don't, they don't necessarily have to be you know main eventers to just have a title shot. Just yeah. to give something, you know, give them a fresh matchup. And I think, as you say, with, with Davies' reign, it was it was so repetitive at the start. Which is, the the I mean, first half of it, yeah. Yeah, it took six months to really get going. And by the time, you know, when it came to Border Wars, I think a lot of people sort of kind of hoping that he was going to continue his reign because it was starting to get really good. But you know, it, it should. He's he's had twelve months, and he, you know, it should have been much better than what it was through you know no fault of his own, but mm. because of uh, you know, him being booked against the same opponents all the time. So hopefully they don't go down that same road again, and you know, only sort of put him, uh, Steen in with you know, as people have said, you know, Richards and Edwards and Strong. Hopefully they they mix it up a little bit. But uh, you know, in terms of next world champion, I'm, I'm not really sure who's sort of. I mean, not not personally someone I'd I'd love to see as champion, but someone I think will probably eventually get to there is sort of like Jay Lethal. I think he might be yeah be, be next champion to be honest. Just I mean, because... for next champion, I mean, I would personally like to see either Elgin or Cole as the <laughs> next champion. Probably this is obviously going to be a, a long time in the future, but uh, those are my two, sort of two guys that I'd probably want to see as the next champion. But uh, hey, doesn't yeah. doesn't Jay Briscoe like get a shot at every Ring of Honor World Champion at least once? Yeah, he didn't get a shot at Davey, did he? But Davey's he obviously scared. Jay Briscoe's yes. sort, of, sort of guy you can just put in a match with anyone and he'll put on a good show. So mm. Yeah. I think yeah, I think Algin would probably be my pick because, you know, he's he's come so far in the last six months or so and I mean does he still have his title shot? I think he does. Yes, he does, yeah. They did mention it um on T V this week. So you know, he could use that somewhere down the line. I think Adam Cole's maybe a bit further behind, but again he's I think he's a, definitely a future world champion some yeah, sometime uh, in the next few years. So, who would um, who would you guys like to see as you know Steen's next challenger after Davy? Because um, oh wait, I, I want to spot something else. I won't. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, after after Davy, you know, gets his eventual rematch. Um, <laughs> who would you like to see you know be the next challenger and feud for Steen? You know, heading into um, Death of Ford Sonnet X Ten. Um, oh, next big view. Hmm. Yeah, so after he's, I'm sh- we're assuming and hoping he beats Davy because it's not like they're gonna have a month reign. Um, you know, who would you want to see as the next challenger, or feud, or whatever? Yes, Mike Galgan could come in and, and say, you know, he came so close to beating Davy Richards, he he can probably give Steena a run for his money. And they're already starting to have a bit of a banter on Twitter anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's that good under work. Yeah. Galgan too, yeah. I mean. I a random one that I think could either really work or be really bad like it was in 2010 is maybe someone like Homicide. I think Homicide and Steam were oh. on some really good matches, but it mm. could end up being like he's running 2010 where he just sort of completely flopped and yeah. was awful. Or yeah. he could get the Homicide of old and he could come back to his best. But I think him against Steam would be pretty pretty interesting, especially if it's some sort of like gimmick match. Both guys are kind of... Uh, Kind of extreme, aren't they? So that that'd be kind of awesome, I think. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you got me excited with the uh, mission and Jay Briscoe. I think him and Steen would have a very good match, like a great brawl and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'd be a you know any kind of extended feud, but I could see I them hopefully doing that at a, at a TV um, house show or something, or maybe a, one of the TV shows, perhaps. And we missed somebody else as well, someone who had their first match in Ring One in quite some time at the latest TV tapings, Mister Brutal Bob Evans. Oh, yeah, possibly. Next week, We'll have to wait and see if he's able to defeat Edwards. And if he does pin him, then, you know, obviously he should get a Number one contender, surely. We'll have to wait and see. 
Obviously. Definitely. Bob Evans, been? Kevin Steen at Death Before Dishonor X10. That, th- <laughs> that equals you, buys. You heard it here first on RH cast. We've spoiled it. Oh, don't spoil it. Oh, another spoiler. Sorry, Peter. Sorry. <laughs> Um, next Twitter um, topic from at Andy Tweet Stuff. That's kind of descriptive. Um, he says, <laughs> where, do you, "Where do you guys see David Richards going after his feud with Steen is over?" A lot of looking Japan. forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, is he still with O'Reilly? Could he feud with O'Reilly, or is Davy heel now? I mean, there's a lot of questions that we sort of have regarding Davy at the moment. Um, and over O'Reilly, he just sort of he's disappeared. He's done nothing the last yeah. couple of months. He? I mean, he, he could feud with Adam Cole, perhaps. Adam Cole could be like, oh, I pinned you and just go off that or something. Or <laughs> Davey could want revenge after that loss because that was one of his first losses in like a year or something. Or or even someone like Jimmy Jacobs. He could feud with him after, you know, Steen's sort of lackey. And, but if they're know, only willing to give them eight minutes on a on a show that... Yeah, we, we were... The longest quick. match was four he random was a, guys. He was then. actually injured. Um last week at that show so we were a bit quick to bury that eight minutes apparently he had some sort of i think ankle injury i believe so that's why that match went short apparently mm-hmm. that's what it said on the news wire i'm pretty sure anyway every other guy on the roster wasn't injured though were they hmm. yeah that's true <laughs> yeah um i actually like, heard so both, some... so both richard and steen were both injured at the house show i mean at the uh, tv tapings Apparently, yes. That's going to be a crazy set of TV tapings. You'll have to, yeah, I'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, yeah. Tune in to Ring of Honor Wrestling and find yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't like to give spoilers, as you know, by listening. So um, we'll have to tune in for those, whatever happens to air on TV, for us to discuss about it. Um, I don't think we've... Oh, we've got one more. Sorry, we've got one more. I always, I always miss this guy. At Denim Dave. Sorry, Denim. Uh, he wants to know who would you like ROH to sign from TNA? Don West. I suppose with uh, Alex Shelley. Has he actually left, or is he just still rumored to be leaving? I don't really He's know. He's gonna, I think, wait out the end of his contract. Oh, um, uh, so but obviously Don West has has left, so he's an automatic signing, surely. I mean, yeah, obviously. Him and Ni- him and Nigel on commentary would be pretty good. Oh my god. Did you guys like Don West as a commentator? And oh, I know he was awesome. Yes. Yes. Thank you. What when a guy. I, when I used nobody to watch... I talked to ever liked Don West as a commentator. I loved him. <laughs> I no, thought he, he was, was great. Awesome. Yeah. When I used to watch TNA, I thought he was great. And I was he was the only reason I used to watch, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. When he, yeah, to be honest, actually, when as soon as, they, as, soon as they replaced him with Baz, that's when I turned oh, off. Yeah. yeah, Taz is awful. What a step down, Taz. Yeah. The only thing that Taz has going for him is let the pigeons loose, and I don't, I don't even understand what that means. Yeah, I mean, neither. Who on the sort of TNA roster wrestler-wise, not commentator, would you um, like to see bring in? I think there's Rob obvious Harry. ones. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Yes, bring in Garrett Bischoff. They will murder him. Robert Roode. Austin Aries. Well, they wouldn't want Austin Aries back. Oh, that's think. true. They yeah. wouldn't, would they? Yeah, but I, mean, I, I want him back. So <laughs> there you I don't go. Even know Harry wants TNA. him. Is it his Hernandez in TNA anymore? I don't even know. I um, I don't yes, know. he is. Anarchy is not in TNA anymore. I don't even. Oh, they should bring Hernandez back and and have LAX reunite because the the tag team needs another good tag team. And I think Homicide would, you know, in a tag team, he would he wouldn't have to do as much as you know he needs to do on his own. And he he has been struggling with injuries and stuff over the last couple of years. So I think LAX going back would be pretty pretty sweet because they had that one match, didn't they, last year against the Kings? Yes, in, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, Pat and Mayhem 4, I think. Apparently, that was a really good match. So, 
Yeah, I, I, like think, I do think they should bring in the machine guns. That would be a... Yeah. I mean, I think the time I stopped watching TNA was just after the um, machine guns and Generation Me feud. I mean, that, they had some really, really awesome matches. So mm. bring in the machine guns and bring back the young books and then we'll be fine. Yeah, I want to see Kurt Angle versus Davey Richards. Bring in Kurt Angle. I think that they would just kick the whole match would consist of them kicking each other. <laughs> no, Kurt Angle doesn't really do many kicks to the head like Davy. There would be there would be no match. They would exchange ankle locks <laughs> for thirty minutes. Just roll through ankle lock. Roll through really? ankle thirty lock. minutes. What about Sting? No, please. What, no. Why you love? I thought you loved Sting. I think we should change topic now because t- I too love Sting. No, bring in Ric Flair into TNA <laughs> cast. Um, <laughs> Yes, this is the Tana cast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that the last question? Um, I believe, yeah, I think we've got a bit of feedback rather than actual um, sort of topics. Uh, at down for life 29732. Where's this uh, going? Now he just says the vote is in. Reptitus A and X should get an ROH championship match. I don't know what vote that was. but Both of them. No, just Rhett Titus. No, sorry, I was reading. He's, he's, he's added him on Twitter. Rhett Titus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rather than both of them. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't follow that at all, to be honest. No, I don't know what's going on right now. We've got a random tweet from Vince McMahon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, does he want some steak wraps? <laughs> that's basically it, I think. Um, yeah, remember to send in your, your topics on the usual um, Twitter, Facebook, social media. forum, um, email. I've said them all before. Yeah, they're, they're also uh, listed on our website in case uh, you didn't hear when I said them earlier. But uh, And make them funny. Yes, I, I think that uh, wraps up the show, guys. But, um, Des, I think we've got a special interview you've, you've, with Michael Elgin to uh, close the show that you provided us. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I got a chance to talk to Michael Elgin. He came out to uh, Southern California uh, this past Friday for the Pro Wrestling Gorilla Show, um, Death to All But Metal, and he wrestled Willie Mack. Uh, and before that, I got a chance to sit down with him to promote that show. And uh, we talked a little bit about Ring of Honor, a little bit of about his time in uh, re- starting out in Detroit and BSE and places like that. So it was a fun interview. So I thought I'd share it with the uh, ROH cast audience. Yeah, so we're going to uh, put that at the end of the show. But uh, that that's it from us guys. Us, us guys? I can't even speak. Um, yeah, thank you. You need to just, just pull a WCW and fade to black right now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to uh, Stephen, Des, and John for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. For thank you. Me. And we will see you all next week, for episode 37, and hopefully we'll actually have something to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right, everybody, right now I'm joined by the man who has really been the talk of the town since his five-star match with Davey Richards back on March 31st on the showdown in the Sun Day 2 event from Ring of Honor. I mean, this guy's just been praised all over the place by all sorts of wrestling fans, critics alike. Michael Elgin joins us right now. He'll be, of course, here in Southern California wrestling for Pro Wrestling Gorilla next Friday, May 25th in Reseda, California. Death to All Metal, there at Amer- American Post Legion 308, 7338 Canby Avenue. You can go to uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla for details and all that, all that fun stuff. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. I've been wanting to have you for, for a long time, ever since you came into Ring of Honor. And that five-star match just really solidified you as uh, one competitor in Ring of Honor that 
is going to do big things, is going to break through that ceiling there. Uh, but for those who are unfamiliar with your work outside of Ring of Honor, I mean, I'd like to go back to the beginning here because I like to educate our audience on how wrestlers got their start. And you got your start squirreled in the Squared Circle Academy. Uh, how old were you when you started training? Uh, I actually joined a different school at first when I was 14 because at that time uh, I hadn't really heard about Squared Circle, but Ron Hutchison had his school still downtown Toronto. And yeah. uh, when I contacted him, I never got a reply. And then just through friends at school, somebody who lived in uh, Burlington, Ontario, and then moved to my hometown was saying that there's a wrestling camp every summer and they allow kids from age 14 and up. So I called the guy and I uh, went to the two-week camp in the summer and then trained there for a good six months. Uh, but even then, I kind of realized that maybe it wasn't the best wrestling school because they let so many kids in. and uh, The guys I'd never really heard of or seen on any indie shows that I had the, you know, the fortunate time to, to go see when, when I was younger. So I started hearing about Squared Circle and joined there when I was 15 uh, and then just was there until... Uh, trained for a good year until I had my first match when I was 16. Now that's still pretty young, looking at your first match at 16 years old. How did your parents or whoever was taking care of you at that point react to you wanting to go into professional wrestling at such a young age? Uh, you know, they always knew that that's what I wanted to do. I mean, I can't remember ever telling people anything different that I wanted to do with my life. Uh, so they were they were very supportive. Like My mom helped me big time when I joined that that wrestling school because it was about two hours away and I had to take the go train there and back so she would help me get like a monthly pass for the go train and stuff like that as long as I could pay for the training uh, so everybody's really supportive um, and then I remember like my first match was in Detroit because at 16 we had an athletic commission in Ontario here so I couldn't wrestle until I was 18 right. uh, and she was really supportive of me going and then like the night before we were leaving she kind of got moody with me but it was just because, you know, her, her kid's going away for yeah. the weekend and oh. uh, started territory for him. So that was about it. But she's been really supportive uh, all through the years. So who did you grow up watching in the wrestling scene? Because I know Canada is notoriously a hotbed for pro wrestling, both independent and, you know, the stuff you see on TV. Who did you grow up watching? Uh, you know, really, all we got was uh, WWF at the time. Uh, when I was growing up, that was basically it that was on TV, and then I got the hand-me-down VHS tapes from, like, my older cousins and stuff who were growing out of wrestling, so ultimately, it was just WWF, and at first, you know, it was the Hulk Hogan's and Ultimate Warriors, I think that any anybody who was a young child at that time, those were their favorites, mm -hmm. uh, but as I started getting a little bit older, I would say, probably like 8, 9, I started watching wrestling in a different light. And people like Shawn Michaels and uh, Davey Boy Smith uh, really started to captivate my attention. And those were the guys that I was watching closely. So I just want to do a little comparison of mentors here. Rob Fuego and Truth Martini. Uh, these, I guess, two very different guys. Uh, what sort of advice have you taken away from each of them over, the, over your tenure in the world of professional wrestling? You know... Uh, Fuego was a really good trainer, and I was fortunate enough to go to his school. Um, and I was fortunate enough after my first match with was actually for Truth Martini. Uh, I trained there for a bit, too. When I would travel to the States for shows, I would go up a little bit early and train with him. And both are great trainers. Um, 
Fuego has a little bit different input on wrestling. Uh, he does have some good advice, but with some good advice, there's always uh, some ideas that really <laughs> aren't so good about about the sport of professional wrestling. Of course. Uh, I, I think the biggest problem with Fuego, and I wouldn't so much say a problem, is that he's failed to really get with the times of, of how wrestling is and how characters are and everything. Uh, whereas Truth Martini is really you know, on the ball as much as he respects wrestling, older wrestling and how wrestling was, he sees that it has evolved a little bit and that you do need to change with the times. Uh, so both giving very good advice in different sections, basically. You know, here in Southern California, it's unfortunate, but we never got to see any BSE, and which has become Max Pro. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things about it ever since its inception. Can you talk just a little bit about working with BSE and maybe some of the matches that stood out for you at that time? Yeah, you know, um, BSE for a long time was uh, the place to be in Ontario, really. Um, I would say that at the time, UWA Hardcore was also there drawn. Oh, yeah. Competitive members. Um, BSE at, at one point was packing a bar filled with at least a thousand people every month. And uh, we were... We were kind of in that scenario, myself and people who were in the class with me and also people who had graduated from the school a little bit uh, before me, we were all stuck kind of in their cruiserweight division, which was a lot of six weights. Um, but I think to a lot of the fans that there was a highlight because we were all young and were watching what was out there at that time and uh, could really do those things very well. And uh, it was fast-paced, uh, high-spot action and fans just get into. So the six ways really stood out. Um, I also had a couple really decent singles matches along there with a wrestler named Tarantula Gomez, which unfortunately uh, decided to move, I believe, out to California and pursue an acting career. And also Ashley Six, who, who still wrestles around here. Actually, I spent a lot of my career with uh, driving around and getting booked. Mm-hmm. But those two singles matches really stand out. And all the six ways, I think, were a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I do want to talk just a little bit more about Ashley Six because in terms of personality, uh, he's one of the he's one of the Ontario-based wrestlers who really sticks out to me now. I've gotten to see a couple of his matches, and, and he's just he, he just oozes personality. What was your time? I know you tagged with him for a bit as well, correct? Uh, yes, yes, we tagged for uh, many years in IWA Mid Yes, what was what was it like tagging with this you know really crazy loony guy like Ashley Six? Uh, you know what? It was great. Um, to be honest, we just, uh, ever since I started traveling for wrestling, I mean, back to my first match, he was the one that, you know, was booked on the weekend, and I said, can I tag along? And we just really bonded as friends right off the bat. And uh, we would travel all over the place, and uh, usually when people travel, they usually get stuck wrestling each other or teaming up. Um, so, I mean, we had a lot of time to think of tag moves and just stuff that we could do together and how we could incorporate our different styles and attitudes. Um, and, I mean, it was great to, to team up with him. And at that time, he had already been around for like a year or two. So he had some knowledge that he could pass down to me and really help out, you know, get me out there and everything. So it was a great time. And I think we are like one of the only tag teams who debuted in like four different places and won their tag titles on the first <laughs> show. So it was, uh, it was a good time. That's record-breaking. So, your first venture into Ring of Honor, 2007, against Rhett Titus. How did you get hooked up with Ring of Honor? How did you get the opportunity? Uh, well, actually, I had worked with 
um, Jimmy Jacobs, Jimmy Rays, and DJ Whitmer all around in Ontario in the late 2006. And, uh, you know, they, they just would compliment me and, and give me little pointers to, to work on. And it was kind of the, they all said that I was much better than they expected because they do some shows with people they've never heard of and they can be, you know, not so good. Um, so the next question was, you know, I'd really like to work with Bring Them On or IWM itself, whatever main promotion they were in. And they just gave me the contact info for Gabe at the time. And uh, I was talking back and forth with Gabe. And then it was actually uh, January of 2007 that I drove out to New Jersey and Boston and did some pre-show matches. And I just kept on Gabe. And then that opportunity arose to wrestle Rhett Titus in Minnesota in 2007. And, he had contacted me and said, would you like to come up to Minnesota and, and do this? I said, absolutely. He told me how much it was, which was not very much at that time to drive 16 hours, but I was hungry and just wanted to get out there, so I did it and drove up to Minnesota. Now, I know that era in Ring of Honor is over, but how was it working with Gabe for the first time, really as a newbie? Because even as a fan, to me, it seems like Gabe is one of the most accessible guys out there, one of the nicest and most uh, most reachable guys. But how was it for you? Somebody just breaking in. You know, it was a. It was really an honor to to just be given the chance, and Gabe was always very pleasant with me. Uh, he always got back to my emails. Um, I'm sure I annoyed the shit out of him. You know, I was hungry and just emailing everywhere I could, as many times as I could, just trying to get out there. Um, but he's always super nice and uh, very supportive, and would always, you know, give me tips. And when I come back and he saw that I worked on those. He was also very supportive of that. and really saw that. So, you know, he's a he was great at that time. And any time I run into him, he's always, you know, very pleasant to talk to and be around. Uh, so I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Gabe. And it was a, a definitely a, a fortunate time for me. So your next Ring of Honor match wasn't until about a year later, I'd say. What happened in that year? Uh, that got you ready for another Ring of Honor match? Did you just wrestle a lot of bigger guys, or, or what was... To be honest, um, it, it was that long because I had blown out my knee. And uh, when I came back in 2008 and did that match, I was a little bit heavy because I couldn't do any cardio because uh, I actually tore my meniscus and my PCL and dislocated my kneecap. I see. So I was out for about four months, which was supposed to be nine, um, and it just... I was trying to get in better shape getting back, and then Gabe had that that opportunity, and uh, I didn't feel I was in the right ring shape. As if anybody sees that, I was uh, quite chubby. I was about 290 pounds, and it wasn't as much muscle as I would have liked it to be. Um, but he gave me the opportunity, and I think my performance was good, but my condition uh, look-wise definitely wasn't, so that hindered me from getting any opportunities so and of course, like any uh, good athlete, any any competent athlete, you definitely got it together. And fast forward two years, 2010, you come in as sort of the uh, muscle, I'd say, for the House of Truth. How did that come about, you joining this big stable with Roddy Strong and Zach Gowan at the time? Uh, actually, Ring of Honor does these camps um, every few months uh, to see what talent's out there. And I had good things about the first camp they did, which actually Mike Bennett came out of. Um, I mean, I saw the success that Mike Bennett was getting on the HDNet show. Uh, so I said, you know, I might as well go to this camp. But when I did, I had really positive feedback from Carrie, from Jim Cornette, from uh, Delirious, as well as from um, 
Kevin Kelly. Uh, and that was the beginning of October 2010. And then just from then, I was on him and said, I would love to come up to any show. And then the opportunity came up in Detroit. And they said that they wanted to put me in with the House of Truth with Roddy. And at the time, it was supposed to be Christian Abel. But Christian Abel ended up getting hurt, so they brought in Zach Gallon for the spot for that weekend. So for those of you who watch Ring of Honor regularly, I mean, over the past couple of months especially, we've seen a, a conflict between yourself and your other House of Truth member, Roderick Strong, and, and maybe a little between yourself and Truth Martini as well. Uh, do you have a problem with Roddy, or, or are we, us fans just looking too dip, deep into the House of Truth affairs? Uh, it's not so much a problem. I just think that, you know, Roger Strong uh, thinks about himself a little bit more. And, you know, for the last two years, I've had his back. And it would just be nice for him to always have my back. But right now, you know, we're stronger than ever. And myself, Chief Martini, and Roger Strong, I see big things for the three of us. Do you feel threatened at all by uh, Rhino coming in? Do you think he might sort of be the new muscle for the House of Truth? No. Uh I don't care at all. I think him coming in now, he can take care of Rhino's or Roger Strong's opponents and uh, beforehand, and I can do my own thing and you know keep fighting for that world title that I want. You set me up perfectly there, Michael. Uh, I mean, I want to talk about this five star match. Obviously, what's the mind? What was your mindset going into sh- uh, Showdown in the Sun, day number two? You had just uh, you had earned your shot thanks to the Blind Destiny Challenge. Uh, David Richards coming in, world champion. You're booked to face him. What's your mindset going out there that afternoon? Uh, I I knew that I had to do something special. Uh, one, for the fans to remember me because, you know, the pro wrestling world's eyes were on uh, Florida that weekend for everything that was going down. And I wanted them to remember me at the end of the weekend. Not only that, uh, I wanted David Richards to know, you know, I'm not playing around and that I'm a serious contender in Ring of Honor. Um, I had that mindset going in whether he was going to be world champion or not. Uh, I truly believe that Davey Richards is one of the best wrestlers in the world, no matter what anybody says. And I knew that I had to go in with the mindset that nobody can beat me and that I'm going to do something special so that I could walk out uh, with a win and also with the fans realizing that I'm a threat to that world title. And did you expect to receive the the reaction you got at the end? I mean, you came in and the fans, you know, they really didn't know what to think about Michael Elgin. They'd seen him as the muscle for the House of Truth for so long. By the end of that match, they wanted you to win, and they were almost rooting against Davey. I mean, did you expect that at all? No, I didn't really expect it. Um, But I also knew that, you know, the Ring of Honor fans are much different in pro wrestling. Uh they really respect somebody who can wrestle and who gives it his all. And when they see that, they decide that they like that person. Um, So as much as I didn't expect it, I knew how the fans were. And I knew that if I gave the performance that I wanted to, that it would definitely change their opinions of me, um, whether they voiced it or not. So for Michael Elgin as a fan, I got to ask, has there been that big match yet where you're across the ring from somebody and just your inner fanboy is going, oh my God, I'm in the ring with so-and-so? You know, lately, um, it really hasn't so much. Um, the first time, I would say, um, 
it was actually against Rhino, and it was early in my career, and then again with uh, Two Cold Scorpio oh, yeah. at IWA Mid-South. Um, so those are really the only two that, that truly stand out. So you were a big ECW fan, I, I, I'd gather. Uh, yes, I was. I actually remember the first ECW pay-per-view that played in Canada, and uh, I ordered it, I watched it, and then I proceeded to stay up all night and rewatch the tape, so I had to go to school <laughs> the next morning. Um, I do also, I mean, you're coming to Southern California, just to remind everybody, this coming Friday, May 25th, with Pro Wrestling Gorilla, you'll be taking on Willie Mack. And he's he's really become a, a staple of so- Southern California pro wrestling, has Willie Mack. Have you heard anything about this guy? I mean, I don't know if you guys have faced off before. Uh, looking forward to your match this coming Friday. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, I mean, I've heard a lot about Willie Mack. And uh, I've also been fortunate enough to see uh, some of his matches, so I know what he brings to the table. Um, we haven't been in the ring together. I don't even think we've been on the same show together. Wow. Um, but I definitely, you know, have that same mindset going in this Friday that I want to show the fans of PWG that, you know, I'm something special and that I hope they see me more often there. And, uh, I want to show Willie Mack that uh, sometimes opponents can be too much. And uh, when you get on a roll, you got to watch because other people take notice and they don't like it so much. Well, it's very possible that magic might happen this coming Friday. It's death to all but metal. Pro Wrestling Gorilla, Reseda, California. Head on over to ProWrestlingGorilla.com for tickets, information, so much more. It's a lot of fun. I've been to a couple PWG shows. The crowd there, you're going to love the crowd, Michael. It's just a, it, it's like Ring of Honor times 10, I'd say, not to insult the Ring of Honor crowd. It's, it, it's a lot of fun. You're going to have a good time. So That's good. I'm really looking forward to it. So I look forward to seeing you. How can fans keep in touch with Michael Elgin? Uh, you can uh, shoot me a message on Facebook. It's under Michael Elgin. You'll see my picture up. On, I think it's the only one out there. I don't know of any fakes yet. Um, and also uh, on Twitter, at ROH Michael Elgin. All right, Michael, thanks very much. I mean, hope to keep in touch, and uh, maybe we'll chat again when you come back down to, to uh, Reseda for another PWG shot. That would be perfect.